Campus Town is a construction zone these days with road improvements and redevelopment on just about every corner. Today I talk with Genevieve Kirk, director of the Champaign Center Partnership, about what that means for businesses there, Campus Town's 13 Thursdays summer promotion, those big high-rises, and whether some old storefronts maybe should be preserved. She also had some news about future locations for two beloved campus bars that are being torn down, CAMS and Firehouse. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, Jim Rosso, News Gazette Media Vice President, reminding you that we have a ton of podcasts available at newsgazette.com every day of the week. From Dave Gentry's Morning Show to Scott Beatty's News Hour to Brian Barnhart's Penny for Your Thoughts. Head to our website, newsgazette.com, and search for podcasts. This is Julie Worth, back after a short hiatus with another edition of Campus Conversation. Here with me today is Genevieve Kirk, Executive Director of the Champaign Center Partnership, to talk about all things Campus Town this summer. Genevieve, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. I thought we'd start um, with the 13 Thursdays summer event uh, in Campus Town. This is an annual event, right? Or is it this is, the first year? It's an annual event. It's actually an annual 13-week promotion of summertime in Campus Town. So we've been doing it for a number of years. The idea is once the students are away, yes. it's a great opportunity for Shambana townies to come to Campus Town and explore new places to eat, places to shop, and just basically take over Campus Town. <laughs> it's a lot quieter this time of year. So. It is a lot quieter. Uh, easier to find parking, and businesses really love uh, seeing the support of the community during those summer months. I know that's when I tend to wander over there to try restaurants I like. And I go a lot anyway just for work, but yeah. it is a little crazier during the school year. So um, what are some of the highlights this summer? Is there anything new? Yes. So this year we had 23 businesses participating with a different deal or discount that they're offering every Thursday until August the 8th. So we started a bit early this year on May the 16th. Uh, two weeks into the promotion, we held Chow Down in Campus Town. I which, saw something about that. Yeah, it was really fun. We had about a thousand people come out despite the rain that rushed through in the second hour of the event. <laughs> Uh, but the idea uh, during that event is free food samples at all uh, a variety of participating businesses. So you can have your chance to try bubble tea. Uh, chance I have to tried try bubble tea. Yes, <laughs> it's delicious. Uh, teriyaki crepes, um, tikka chicken bites. We had just a lot of interesting, unique international food that is only available in Campus Town. And a lot of folks might not know what they enjoy trying, so this allows them a chance to taste a little bite and then hopefully come back during the summer and have a full meal. Are you going to have another one of those, or is that was that a one-time thing this year? That was a, a kind of our launch for the promotion, but we do have a passport with deals and discounts where you can actually like play on the theme of traveling in the summer. So you can take this passport, which is available at our participating business locations, bring it with you every week. Um, when you take advantage of one of the deals that are listed inside the passport, you'll get a stamp. And if you collect at least six stamps by the end of the summer, we've got some great prizes that we're, we'll be giving away um, through a drawing. And that literally looks like a passport. It's it does. Navy yeah. blue booklet. Yeah, about the same size. My it's marketing cool. and events coordinator designed it, and she said she did a double take when we got the proof back from the printer. <laughs> My passport came. Okay, so I've tried bubble tea, and I am, have a problem with the bubbles. It did taste good, but I don't know. It's an acquired taste, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I think it is acquired. So, and you can actually go low on the bubbles. You can say light bubbles. So instead of getting as many, you, know, oh. you can just get a little taste. So it's very customizable. <laughs> okay, okay. And so there's uh, movies right? Concerts? Yes. Um, so we've got movies every week. That's part of the Illini Union Summer Quad Cinema Series. So they are showing a free outdoor movie on the quad every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. If there is rain, they move it inside.
outside, but it's such a unique experience to get to sit out on the quad and watch watch a movie for free. One reason a lot of people don't come to Campus Town during, not a lot, some people don't come to Campus Town during the school year is just the congestion and craziness of students. But, you know, it really isn't that bad, actually. If you ever lived in a city, it's really right. not a big deal. Right. But, you know, we have the added summer construction yes. going on right now, especially the MCOR project, um, the Multimodal Corridor Enhancement something project, I think, or whatever. Um, and, I, you know, I've just been over there a lot. It takes up a good chunk of Wright Street and Armory, and then you have also some apartment, a big redevelopment at 6th and Green. Mm-hmm. So how has that um, affected traffic patterns and businesses on campus? Has it been kind of a tough thing to navigate over the last couple of years, all this construction? Absolutely. I think downtown as well, anytime there's a construction area, it always throws a little wrench in plans in terms of traffic patterns and um, just the overall business climate when there's a huge uh, skyscraper being (laughs) constructed outside your doorstep. But I think the city's done a good job of messaging and um, providing directional signage so that folks know which sidewalks are open. I think from a business perspective, um, it is a challenge when construction is happening. Um, however, the, it's still very possible to get into Campus Town, particularly from the north. Uh, we have a parking agreement with the Campus Center parking deck on 6th and Healy, uh, where we offer one hour free parking validation for folks who come out to the 13 Thursdays promotion. Oh. So that is um, extremely easy to access, and it's you know one hour free parking. Just so for- you would come down 6th Street, probably? Exactly. So I come f- uh, from Springfield, go down on 6th Street, take a right on Healy, and then you can enter the deck from there. And from that vantage point, really any campus town business on the Champaign side is accessible within a two-block walk. Yeah, that's pretty convenient. It is. Um, the apartment project at 6th and Green, uh, or the redevelopment, I should say, it, it includes quite a bit, right? That That's what replaced... Some yes, of the favorite several bars in Campus Town. Some <laughs> of our uh, CCP member businesses closed um, yeah. as a result of that construction. So the Cookie Jar, longstanding right. staple, and then Firehouse and the Clybourne. <laughs> yeah, those were very popular. Um, what is the plan to bring those back? Those two bars, as far as you know. You know, with the Cochrane Group, they will be do so, doing some development in Midtown. So we'll see what their plan is and how that'll affect. Um, I have heard that perhaps Firehouse will um, have a renaissance at some point, but I can't confirm that at this point. Right, because are they also? Re- developing the first in green the old dominoes building so that is where cams will be moving oh, cams is moving yeah. right, right right which is also owned now by the cochrane group okay right and has that block have they started work on that block yet you know i haven't been by yet this week and it almost seems like a day-by-day thing right you know i the starbucks is closed now on green street so things are changing really at a moment's notice i can't remember why that closed so uh, some speculation that with the target that is going into um, the hub that's being constructed at, at Sixth and Green, Green. Uh, Target has a longstanding relationship with Starbucks. So potentially a new Starbucks will open in the Target at the hub. Right. Because oh, there's a Starbucks at the Target on North Prospect. Correct. Right? Yeah. I, I've been to that one. Um, okay. That's interesting. But yeah. you don't know that for sure. I cannot confirm that. <laughs> Talk a little bit more about that development, Sixth and Green. What else? To refresh our memory on what's going there besides sure. the new Target. Right. So at street level will be the Target. Um, also a Jimmy John's, will, uh, which was um, deconstructed when they uh, de- de- did demolition in that area. Um, and then uh, student housing, basically, um, for all f- floors of that unit. So uh, luxury student apartments. So there's, b- with the target there, there's not room for other retail? There the will be level. some other ground level retail. I don't know exactly, like square footage, how many um, uh, leases will be in that property, but there will be, um, in addition to the target and Jimmy John, some other retail okay. going in. Oh, there yep. will be. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you said he's in the firehouse 
may make an appearance somewhere else. <laughs> I am not positive about that, but that was a, a rumor I had heard. Uh, rumors. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know there's great interest in this issue <laughs> on campus, especially. Um, so, yeah, lots of redevelopment going on. There is. And I'd have to say, as far as, you know, your favorite bars like Firehouse, um, one event that we do that's tied to 13 Thursdays is a Campus Town pub tour. So whereas Chowdown in, fam- in Campus Town is very family friendly, um, this is sort of an adult 21 and over uh, event that we're holding on July the 18th from 530 to 8 p.m. But it's a chance to try out some of these Campus Town pubs you may or may not have gone to during university days. Again, while the Campus Town is really quiet. So this year we'll be involving the Illini Inn, which is new construction. It is new, yes. Um, on 4th and John, 4th and Daniel. Daniel. Yes, Fourth and Daniel. Daniel. Um, Legends and Murphy's Pub with an additional slow ride pedal tour for folks who want to use that as transportation <laughs> between the pubs. So it's a fun time. Again, just lighthearted fun in campus town while the students are away. <laughs> okay. All right. Are there any other um, upcoming developments we may not have heard about yet that you know of coming down the pike? In campus town specifically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've covered the main ones okay. that, that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, I do know that there is a parking lot um, in Campus Town, but along the edge with Midtown that will be redeveloped as well, but I don't have the specific details on that. Okay. Are you, do you work with all of these areas in your job? So in my job, yes, I'm with Champaign Center Partnership, which is the nonprofit local business association, and we serve Champaign's downtown, midtown, and campus town districts. We're a member-based business organization. We have 140 small businesses that we serve, providing them with um, support services for their marketing, promotion, access to information like these development projects, and then we do some education and training workshops with them. Then we run some events like the 13 Thursdays uh, promotion of Campus Town and the Parade of Lights, which is downtown on Small Business Saturday. Um, So I'm really excited about the development that's happening, and particularly with Midtown incorporated in our service area. I think we can expect a lot of interesting things, and seeing Midtown is a link between the the districts as well. It's incredibly walkable to go down the Boneyard Creek to Campus Town and back from downtown. That's a 15-minute walk. And I think a lot of people don't have in mind that you can actually walk that pretty easily and vice versa when the students are here, getting them to into patterns to be able to access downtown more easily. Well, and they do seem to enjoy downtown mm-hmm. now. I mean, that yeah. was it was so different when I was in school. You know, that seemed, you know, eons away. You know, right. it, it was just not even in our consciousness to try to go. But that was a long time ago. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it is. So so that's the whole idea of Midtown, right? Connecting the two other districts. Yes. In one one long area. Um do you have any concerns about, I know you haven't been here super long. You came in 2017, right, to Champaign-Urbana? Uh, to the Champaign Center Partnership in 2017. I moved to Champaign in 2014. Okay, okay, so you've been here for five years. Do you have any concerns about losing any kind of historical flavor in campus town? You know, when I drive through the streets around the campus, all I see are apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. There's very few houses left of the old rental, even rental houses. Right. There's some, but they a lot have been replaced by apartment buildings. And in Campus Town itself, of course, you know you have these high rises, a lot of redevelopment. Are you, are you concerned about losing that charm, that sense of history, and it looking like 
as my one of my friends says, anywhere USA, you know. Right. That's a good question. I think my perspective is maybe a little different given that I didn't grow up in this community. So I don't have the maybe the same nostalgia for what Campus Town used to look like. There was a video that was circulating on the Internet a couple months ago showing a, a streetscape of what the drive down Green Street looks like today with a lot of uh, construction built right at street level. Uh, interesting to see the tree line has really changed completely. Not very many trees along Green Street compared to back in the 90s. Um, I can say looking at the districts, all three that I represent as a whole, that um, particularly in downtown and midtown, keeping uh, historical facades has been a real preservation factor that I city folks and developers have really, I think, taken into great consideration. Um, as far as Campus Town, from my vantage point as a newer resident to Champaign-Urbana, I think it's striking to see such modern um, amenities in uh, this smaller college town in the middle of the cornfields. I find it really cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it very micro-urban. Um, so I don't maybe have the same vantage point as others who might have a little more nostalgia for days gone by, but I see it as progress, change, and um, overall development of the area that is leading to growth in population, growth in business, and economic development. It is definitely more urban. And, and, you know, personally, I know nostalgia for some of the 70s era buildings that have gone by the wayside. I guess I'm thinking more of that block between Wright and 6th, particularly, you know, that had the old storefronts. And some of those are gone now Mm -hmm. by this new development with Target. You know, maybe that's fine. But I, you know, I just wonder if anybody's thinking, like, do we want to save any part of this, you know, for posterity, uh, kind of those old brick facades and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, I just, if that's come up with any preservation groups yet or people at the city, do they talk about that? It would be a good question to ask um, with the Champaign County History Museum, folks up at PACA who yeah. are doing preservation, I'm sure have some opinions about <laughs> it. <laughs> well, there are, um, it, you know, I know there's a lot of, like, the first and green building, the, the old Domino's mm-hmm. or gas station or whatever it was, you know, good riddance with that. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Tell us a little more about what you know on the Daniel Street, uh, you know, where CAMS has been, what what that's going to look like and what that might develop into. I don't really Sure. I've seen more renderings of what the new CAMS will look like in the space that was previously occupied by Domino's versus what's going into where the old okay. CAMS Okay. I didn't know if you is. knew more about that. I don't have more information on that. What they've planned. Um, I ask, are they going to demolish the whole block? Do you know? I believe that is what is happening. Yes. Okay. I When I was asking the question about the old buildings, I was thinking of Espresso Royale, which is a very charming yes. little building. So I just wondered about that one. So you've had an interesting history. Um, before you came here, I know you worked in several places, New Mexico, San Francisco, um, Chicago. Um, tell us about, you worked with a group called Kids in Danger. What, what was that group about? Oh, sure. Um, so that was actually my first job as a work-study student at the University of Chicago, where I did my undergraduate studies. Kids in Danger was founded by a couple of University of Chicago professors whose son was killed in a recalled portable crib at, in his licensed child care facility when he was 18 months old. Oh. Um, it was a collapsible crib that can fold up for storage in a V-shape and It was kind of a freak accident is what they found. But as academics, they did a lot of research into the matter after the fact and learned that he was actually the eighth child to die in that particular model of portable crib, which had been recalled from the market years earlier. But obviously, word hadn't gotten out about the recall. 
Um, so these, uh, these professors, um, one who was with the Graduate School of Business, another who's a professor of psychology, started this nonprofit organization initially to just do some education about recalls, but over, it's, they've been around now for more than 20 years, and they have changed legislation to mandate safety testing on children's products, durable children's products, prior to going on the market. So it was a um, fascinating organization to work with. Um, I was with them in those early days of just building some funding um, from an individual donor base and from grants and foundations. Um, but they've done some great work over the years. That sounds like a wonderful organization. I personally know two people that had similar things happen to them, really? different kinds of one, you know, a car seat, one a portable crib as mm. well. And so I just, it's just devastating for parents, I'm sure. It is. So. Uh, working for this organization, I have to say, opened my eyes to the role that nonprofit organizations can play um, in terms of just uh, being mission-driven and being able to mobilize resources, even after a you know, significant loss like this, into something that can become a positive change for good. I and mean, that got me on board with the idea of, I, I want to do this. I want to work for nonprofits for a living and um, see if I can be a maker of some kind of change. You also spent two years in the Peace Corps in West Africa, and you said that also had an influence on your career. What Tell us about that work. Oh, my goodness. Mauritania. Uh, the Islamic Republic of Mauritania, a lot of people don't know where it is, but it's north <laughs> of Senegal and south of Morocco, and there's a territory called the Western Sahara. So it's a very large geographically but sparsely populated country where the Sahara straddles the Sahel. Um, I was assigned there um, from 2003 to 2005. I worked in a regional capital um, teaching English in a secondary school and then running a girls' mentoring center uh, where we engaged as many professional women that we could find in the community to come in and do some sessions for some of the high-achieving girls in that secondary school. And it was, it was hard, I have to say. It was hot. <laughs> Culturally speaking, it was a real adjustment. And I was there as a Westerner um, when we were engaged in the war with Iraq. So there was definitely some tension um, in a very conservative uh, part of the country. But it was a really eye-opening experience. I count it such a privilege that I had the opportunity to serve there. Did you have any incidents because of that, of the war going on at the time, like personal? Uh, nothing. Um, no, like, outright violence, but there were maybe some people that weren't so happy to see Westerners and particularly Americans in the community. Was there a large presence, Peace Corps presence there when you were there? Or were you one of two people? Or uh, Well, my husband served alongside oh. <laughs> me, so there were at least two of us in the town that we were assigned to. But I think overall in the country at the time, there were maybe 80 volunteers. Usually Peace Corps volunteers are just serving one at a time at a site, but we had a need for two volunteers at a time in our community in different sectors. Um, but Peace Corps is no longer in Mauritania, sadly. There's some different changes with the program, and based on political events, um, they pulled out of the country a few years ago. I was going to ask you if you ever went back. As a I would love to go back. I have dreams, literally dreams, of going back and reconnecting. But with the advent of Facebook, at least I can keep in touch with some of my students. Um, and it was so hard to imagine when I left in 2005, how am I ever going to keep in touch with people here? It's quite, <laughs> it's really isolated. And it's amazing now how much um, technological advances have allowed uh, for us to be in touch. And so my students have found me, and we keep in touch and chat. And I'm so encouraged to see that some of them have gone on and gotten medical degrees. Wow. Um, one of my host sisters has become a doctor, a female doctor, who um, is serving in Nuakcha, the capital of Mauritania. So really just so privileged to be in touch with them and to see some of the development that's happened um, since that time. 
Have, did you travel at all when you were there to other parts of Africa? We did. We got up to Morocco, um, down to Senegal, over to Mali. That was one of my favorite trips of all time. It was a New Year's backpacking trip through the Dogon country, an animist region, uh, where we literally were transported in kind of an old trash truck <laughs> that was carved out, um, driving overland from Mauritania down into Mali. It was quite an adventure. <laughs> but how did you arrange that? <laughs> I don't even remember. Things just happened over there. <laughs> My kids like to watch that amazing race show. You've probably never seen it, but they go all over the world. Yep, I've seen it. <laughs> it reminds me of a scene from that. So, oh my gosh. All right. Um, Anything else you want to tell us about yourself? Uh, you have a family here, right? I do. I'm married to my husband, Hector Hernandez, of 19 years. We'll be celebrating this summer. We have two children um, who attend Unit 4 schools. Um, they're in a bilingual program, which we think is really unique. Um, my husband is Hispanic, so we speak both English and Spanish in our household. And when we came to Champaign-Urbana, it was for my husband actually started a PhD program in ACES, Agricultural Economics. Um, but as things unfolded, he determined maybe it wasn't the right fit long term for him in that program. So he's been in the research park since that time do it, doing data science. But what we found here in this community is uh, a wonderful place to raise a family. Um, a lot of amenities that um, that we enjoy, um, eating out, culture, things to do, art. Both my kids take music lessons, um, violin and guitar. And a, a great quality of life, uh, great you know commute time, but it's much more than that. It's um, being close to Chicago, close to Indianapolis and St. Louis. Um, and then in this role, just having the opportunity to play um, just a small piece of helping businesses to connect and communicate, find a sense of um, community and, and really build and grow, which is um, at an interesting time in, in Champaign-Urbana's history. Things are changing rapidly. Yep. Yeah. Well, your story is a very familiar one here. Like, I'm just going to be here for three years, and right. 30 years later, <laughs> here we are. So, <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. I appreciate it. Sure. Thanks for having me.